from the Museum of Science Boston. This is Pulsar, a podcast where we answer questions from you, our audience. I'm your host, Eric O'Day. Today, we're talking about what astronauts eat when they're in space. My guest today is Michelle Richardson, a senior food technologist at the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Soldier Center. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us on Pulsar. Thanks for having me. So what are the goals when developing food for astronauts? I do work for the Combat Feeding Directorate, and so we develop rations for the soldiers. And because both the soldier and the astronaut are in these extreme environments, they kind of have the same goals. And so the goals that we're looking at is we got to make sure the food is safe, nutritious, shelf-stable, meaning it should last for the astronauts. It's anywhere between one and a half to three years. It has to taste good. Lightweight, easy to prepare, a lot of variety, and no crumbs. No crumbs, so some foods are off the table? Yeah, things like bread, because, you know, crumbs can fly and actually get into some of the equipment. So you mentioned a lot of different things, and one of the questions we got was, how do you make it so compact? How can you take some food and just make that same food just as nutritious, but smaller? One of the ways that NASA does it is they basically remove the water from the food. And so by removing the water, you're removing the bulkiness, but you're also reducing the weight. And so this is really important because shipping food to outer space can be very expensive. And so by removing the water, you're reducing the weight and the volume, and then you're actually reducing the burden. So we got a question from Stan. How can you test the food for astronauts on the Earth? At NASA Space Center... They actually do a lot of testing of the food to make sure that it can be consumed in space and will last for the required uh, shelf life. And so some of the testing they do is they do sensory panels where they actually taste the food to ensure that the quality is still there. They do shelf life testing to make sure the food lasts for up to three years. And then they also do a lot of analytical analysis, like they'll measure the color, the texture and things like that, as well as the microbial content to make sure that the food is safe. And so this testing is constantly going on throughout the developmental process. So another question we got, you mentioned that taste is an important thing, but is it making sure that it just tastes good enough or does the astronaut's food actually taste good? Well, that's a very interesting question. And so when they're developing the foods, they want it to taste as good as it does on Earth. However, when the astronauts are in the space environment, the gravity has an effect on the smell and aroma of the foods. And it's different for each astronaut. I mean, some of the things that they taste on Earth can taste really delicious, and they'll find out when they get into um, orbit that the taste is quite different. And so during the developmental process, they try to ensure that they get foods that have more taste. And they also provide them with seasonings and also condiments to actually alter the taste. Now, a couple people asked if they have specific kinds of foods that we have here on the Earth up in space. Basically, if we raided the cabinets on the International Space Station, would we recognize the food? They had 200 different types of food. And, you know, these are the same foods that we consume. They have granola bars. They have shrimp cocktail. They have freeze-dried foods. They have what we call thermostabilized foods, which is what the soldiers are currently eating, like MREs. They also have irradiated products. And irradiated products are processed to ensure that the product is sterile and has a very long shelf life. The grilled steak is one of the best things that the um, astronauts like. And that's one of the things that the Combat Feeding Directorate does provide to NASA. Steak dinner in space. It sounds like we've come a long way from the first astronauts who are kind of eating out of toothpaste tubes, right? Right. They had what they call tubes and cubes. 
So they had little dehydrated cubes. And then they also had these tube foods, which contained like things like applesauce and things like that. So yeah, they, they've come a long way. Aaron asks, how can improving these things about astronaut food impact our lives on the Earth? Actually, the majority of NASA's research does impact us. Consumers have similar requirements that the astronaut has. So developing foods with different technologies or different types of packaging would also provide the consumer on Earth with foods that are a lot safer, more nutritious, and actually taste good. How about growing your own food in space? Can the astronauts start to think about that, especially if we're going to go further away from Earth? Well, actually, the astronauts have been growing their food in space for a long time, and the research has been going on, and they have this system called veggie. Right now, I think they have successfully grown like six different types of plants, and actually, In 2014 was the first time they actually were able to eat the plant while in space. And it was a lettuce. And then Scott Kelly ate it again in 2015. And it was very comparable to what we are currently eating. So we can grow food in space. I don't imagine they're bringing up a whole garden full of dirt to do that with, though. Right. And this is um, hydroponics. So no soil is used. It's actually uh, water-based. Obviously, sunlight is not available, so they use UV lights. And so the gardening is kind of like a win-win because it provides oxygen as well as nutrients. And then it's also used as a relaxation for the um, astronauts to have like a hobby. So what's the difference between developing food to go up to the International Space Station for the astronauts right now and to eventually plan for astronauts to bring their food to Mars? With the International Space Station and Mars, there's still the same requirements, safe, nutritious, you know, lightweight and things like that. But there are a lot of differences. To send food to the International Space Station, it would probably take about six hours. To send it to Mars would take probably six to eight months, which is a very long time, so it can be very expensive. So the resupply is a big issue. And then also, currently right now on the International Space Station, they probably have 200 different types of foods available. However, the shelf life is three years, and those same foods are not going to last for five years. So there'll definitely be a decrease in variety. Right now, they're not cooking on the International Space Station. So it's envisioned that they will grow a lot more plants and they'll do a lot more cooking, but that will also supplement the prepackaged food that's going to probably be shuttled out there prior to their arrival. All right, Michelle, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having me. If you'd like to have one of your questions answered by a visiting expert or a Museum of Science educator, you can email them to sciencequestions at mos.org. If you enjoyed this episode of Pulsar, don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or on Spotify, as well as leaving a rating or review for us. That's it for this episode of Pulsar. Join us again soon.